Hi, this is CJ with the Patriot Nation podcast, and we're looking at the Kyle Rittenhouse trial taking place in Kenosha, Wisconsin. We are also looking at the tech response and handling of sharing of people's opinions, whether you are for or against Kyle Rittenhouse. You will be truly shocked when you hear what we have to share with you. According to an article from Breitbart, the headline reads, Silicon Valley found Kyle Rittenhouse guilty long before his trial. And to be more specific here, as you go through this article, you will actually see that they are talking more specifically about the tech oligarchs in social media, Facebook in particular, and what is their new name, Meta or something like that, something strange like that. Anyway, it goes on to say, the Kyle Rittenhouse trial is wrapping up, but before it even had begun, leftists in Silicon Valley had already decided that Kyle Rittenhouse was guilty of something. For the crime of defending himself against violent rioters who were captured on video trying to assault him, Facebook instituted a ban on any statements defending the teenager. This is shocking. Again, they have instituted a ban on any statements defending the teenager. He has not been found guilty. This is ridiculous. So they are already deciding that he is guilty ahead of time and acting as if they're their own jury and trial and court system. This is over the top. It goes on to say over a year old, the ban is still in place on both Facebook and Instagram and is even catching GOP Senate candidates like Josh Mandel in its net. Oh, gosh. Facebook says supporting Rittenhouse violates its guidelines on violence or dangerous organizations. Okay, what organization was he part of? Was he part of a radical group? I don't think so. It doesn't look like that. looks like he operated fairly independently. Now, was he breaking a law when he traveled from Illinois to Wisconsin? Well, it doesn't look like that. Now... Looking at it from a perspective from California, you might say, well, what is he doing with a gun? He's not allowed to have a gun. Well, actually, in Wisconsin, he is allowed to carry a gun under certain circumstances. Now, some are going to say, well, he's only 17. He can't have a gun. Well, actually, if he was 17 and carrying a pistol, it would be against the law in Wisconsin. However, if he's 17 and carrying what is called a long gun or an AR-15 in this particular case, it is actually within the grounds of the law to do what Kyle Rittenhouse has done. So apparently he is a fairly studied young man when it comes to firearms and fairly impressive when you look at it from that perspective. So it goes on to say, but as we've come to expect from a big tech's far left censorship machine, there isn't even the pretense of effort to apply the standards evenly or fairly. Note that expressing support for Antifa or Black Lives Matter, the groups that started the violence in Kenosha anyway, and many other cities for that summer, to speak for an example, it still is allowed for them to be on the platform. So equal treatment is not taking place on these tech oligarch platforms. In fact, if you express disagreement with the far-left, racist, pro-violence, pro-looting movement side of Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg himself will reprimand you. Okay. 
There's also no Facebook ban on supporting Rittenhouse's weapon-wielding assailants. Yes, those who tried to take him out, who chased him down. One even pointed a gun at him. There were others who actually tried to stomp him to death. So there's no ban on supporting them or the assailants who attempted to grab his gun, including the convicted child molester Joseph Rosenbaum. These are not good people, guys. These are not good people. These people wanted to do away with him. In my opinion, I believe if they had gotten their hands on him, they would have killed him. He would have been another casualty. We probably wouldn't even be talking about it on the national news scene. He probably would be another forgotten casualty of the BLM Antifa riots that took place throughout that dreadful period of time. Seriously, think about it. This came up because he defended himself. And not only did he defend himself, he actually defended himself very effectively. And it is looking like he did not break one single law. I think the jury is having a hard time deciding what to do. And I'm assuming they're probably feeling compelled and pressured. I have another article I'm going to refer to in just a moment where it talks about jurors actually feeling pressured and uh, coerced. So they're deliberating an additional day because of that. Um, Anyway, while it seems to have relaxed its enforcement, Twitter implemented similar policies shortly after the Kenosha riot, suspending users, including journalists, for expressing their support for Rittenhouse. So we know Twitter would get into it. Quitter, Quitter. I call it Quitter because I quit Twitter because I can't stand Twitter. It is the most woke garbage platform out there it allows people like lebron lebron james and all of these different uh kind of drive-by grenade launchers to say a bunch of verbal assaults and verbal garbage and then there's no accountability i mean the f word the the all sorts of swearing and disgusting statements are taking place on twitter with no accountability yet if you say something like call somebody uh, I mean, the word pansy. How about that? Pansy. Does pansy mean, is, is that an anti-gay slur? Or is that just criticizing someone's approach saying it is weak? I see it as the latter. I see using the word pansy is calling someone's approach weak or saying it was a pansy approach. However, Twitter has been known to ban people for using the term pansy. That's right, pansy. Yet people say the F word and all sorts of disgusting other stuff. It's, it's bizarre. It is, it's hard to know and even understand what new moral code they're using. I think it is in transition like so much of what they're doing. If Silicon Valley leftists had their way, Rittenhouse wouldn't be able to raise money for his legal fees either. GoFundMe banned all fundraisers in support of the teenager shortly after the Kenosha riot. A Christian-owned fundraising platform stepped in to fill the void. And it was promptly hacked by leftists. What nice guys these people are, huh? They, again, um, have been characterized by the media as transparency activists. (laughs) Transparency activists. Interesting. I don't think anything transparent has taken place with these activists. So they went on and hacked the Christian-owned fundraising platform that helped Rittenhouse raise funds for his defense attorneys as they publish people's private transactions histories. Ridiculous. These people should be tried and thrown in jail themselves. Naturally, Twitter didn't use the hacked materials policy to stop the spread of hacked information. The excuse they used to suppress the Hunter Biden laptop story 
<laughs> Far from banning support for left-wing criminality and violence, including deadly violence, the riots claimed dozens of lives, which we don't really hear about as much. Big tech platforms suppressed their victims. Yes, they did. And Kyle would have been another victim of these riots if he had not fought back and actually had been armed. And I'm not saying that him traveling there was a good idea. I've got kids. I've got teenagers. I don't want them traveling somewhere to defend uh, businesses and civilians in another state, even if it's a close state to where I live. I don't want them participating in that, even if it is a noble cause, because it is a noble cause. It is. If the police are called to pull back and businesses are in great jeopardy and civilians are in great jeopardy who are completely innocent of attacks from violent rioters, yes, it is a noble cause to defend them and to defend them within the scope of the law. Absolutely. But I still don't want my kids doing that. And so I would advise personally, I think it's a personal decision within families and what have you, uh, loved ones, I would advise my kids to not participate in that. I would say stay out of it because nothing good happens in a riot. However, is it within his constitutionality and within his rights to do this? Well, it looks like it. It looks like he has not broken one law in this process. So this is actually quite interesting. I think it throws a, the left into a conundrum, not knowing what to do because they're saying that he broke this, he broke that. Well, he didn't break really any law other than he broke their belief system. And to them, that is completely intolerable and they don't know what to do. So after a member of the conservative organization Patriot Prayer was murdered in cold blood by an Antifa supporter in Portland, Oregon, Facebook responded not by banning Antifa, but by banning Patriot Prayer. The examples are endless. That is amazing. Ridiculous. You know, we've heard about, you know, one day there will be times where good is called evil and evil is called good. And things will become so perverted and backwards. Now, when you look at the term perverted, it actually means doing something or using something for what it was not meant to be used for. Or having a term, for example, in this case, applying to something that it was not meant to be used for. Having it applied to something that is the actual opposite of what it was intended. So when you are going around and not exposing people who had murdered somebody and you are actually banning their supporters for the person's supporters who was murdered in cold blood and you're banning them from commenting or supporting them, but you're allowing those who murdered them to make comments and to post things and to have airtime on your platforms is considered, I believe, a perversion of morals. So anyway, in the case of the Rittenhouse trial, bans on support for Rittenhouse serve another purpose. They prevent his advocates from defending him in the court of public opinion, a court which, thanks to the left and the establishment media, is now more important than ever. Absolutely, we need this. They are trying to stomp out any form of disagreement, uh, whether it be uh, just a personal belief or a philosophical belief or a, a Christian, Judeo-Christian belief. They are trying to stomp this out. This, is, I believe, is a form of persecution, no doubt, in my opinion. 
Because they face no opposition, rabid leftists on the platform, including Antifa and Black Lives Matter supporters, who are allowed to run rampant despite their consistent support for violence and looting, face no opposition. This is exactly true. Their smears of Rittenhouse and the presiding judge grow ever more deranged. They are convinced that Rittenhouse is guilty and no one is allowed to convince them otherwise. Guys, I'm going to share with you a personal story. I had posted something, actually it was a podcast, one of our podcasts about Kyle Rittenhouse. And it was a detailed analysis which played the full audio feed of what took place when he was attacked by the people in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And it went through explaining how he was on the ground, how he was being stomped, and then when he unloaded and fired a few rounds, actually it was four rounds total uh, that he had fired, what happened was it gave a clear picture of what he was facing. He was facing an imminent threat, a threat that was lethal. His life was at risk. A gun was even pointed at him by one of the people that he ended up shooting. When he did respond, he only responded with four shots from an AR-15. Think about this. An AR-15, he probably had at least a 10-round magazine, probably more like a 20-round magazine, I'm assuming. And so he could have unloaded if he was in a fit of rage and just fired away at multiple people or all over the place. He unloaded four rounds. And from what I understand, three of those rounds actually hit somebody and hit their perpetrator. And that was it. Then he ran towards the police. So he showed extreme restraint. This is not a situation where uh, he was just firing off into a crowd in rage. He fired at the people who had attacked him and who threatened his life. And so this, this podcast that I posted on Facebook, in our Facebook group, Underground Conservatives, it's a great group. There's a lot of people in it, and they, and they share their feelings, and then Judeo-Christian values, as well as uh, their opinions on things in a fairly free manner, what happened was I shared a few of these uh, podcast clips from that podcast with Kyle Rittenhouse, and I said they need to free Kyle Rittenhouse. And then it's on Ben Shapiro's thread. What happened was I had my post basically flagged, and they said that I had been restricted, and it went against their community standards. They said it actually had promoted violence which actually that's not true because I don't promote violence. I don't believe in promoting violence, and I don't do it. And the podcast promoted nothing of the sort. It just gave a true account, a a real-time feed, audio feed, of what took place so you can get a better picture of what happened versus a doctored um, reenactment. So in doing so, they banned the posting of this video. They restricted me. I responded back and I said, what are you talking about? There's nothing violent in this. And I was able to disagree and I was able to say that you misunderstood the intent of my post. They responded within 60 minutes and they said, oh, we made a mistake. We got it wrong. Your post is now back up and running, which I thought, wow, that's an improvement from uh, what they usually do. So I was banned for 30 days. They said within 60 minutes, my post was back up there with the Kyle Rittenhouse podcast. And then I shared it at a few more spots, another um, Ben Shapiro uh, thread talking with a few other conservatives. And sometimes they get some uh, liberals uh, in those who have a leftist, far leftist view who troll those. 
Uh, I don't. I try not to get in any disputes with them, but I'm assuming something happened there because I got a notice the next day that the video was banned again and that I was restricted again. And then I responded and I contested it again. And they said, we don't accept your contest. And I said, but you just did the day before. You said, quote, we got it wrong. Sorry. <laughs> and so there's no consistency. This is absurd. There's no consistency. The question is, who's running Facebook? Who's running these organizations? It doesn't seem like anyone is. It seems like maybe they're allowing people to be, uh, you know, shoot from the hip inside the organization. They're in there and they're kind of just you know, rogue characters, rogue actors, able to kind of say, no, you're in, no, you're out. They didn't cite anything this time because there's nothing violent that I promoted in the podcast. It's ridiculous. So um, it's far lopsided, as the article from Breitbart says. They're spot on. And I had received notices from several others who said that if they post anything that supports Kyle Rittenhouse, that they are getting banned. So there are people who are getting banned and there are others who are not. It's not being consistently applied, but they are not banning anyone showing support for those uh, people who had attacked him. And so it's, it's not being evenly applied. So as such, they are more likely to lose their minds if Rittenhouse is found innocent. And again, these are people who are fond of rioting. Absolutely. They have supported rioting left and right. Breaking things, hurting people if you don't get your way. That is one of the most evil approaches to life, in my opinion, because you cannot physically attack somebody if they have verbally disagreed with you. It is not acceptable. It is immoral. We've always had our civilization founded, that is in America, founded based on Judeo-Christian values. And one of those bedrock values is the golden rule. The golden rule stems from the scriptures Jesus said, for this sums up the law and the prophets. Have no other gods before Father God. And treat or love your neighbor as yourself. And that's where the term golden rule came from. And it's been shared for years, the golden rule. Treat others as you want to be treated. But the problem is, the left doesn't even understand this anymore. It's like a different language to them. We have disconnected ourselves from those Judeo-Christian values so much that is at least almost half of our civilization, almost half of our country it is a sad thing. These people are morally uneducated. They're morally bankrupt. And the new moral code they're trying to create has no proven history. There's no proven history of building a civilization like we've had with the Judeo-Christian scriptures, building Western civilization, building Israel, etc., with the Judeo-Christian scriptures as a foundation. There's nothing with the new moral code of the left. And that's why you're seeing these crazy inconsistencies on Facebook, Meta, whatever they call it, on, um, on uh, Twitter. You're seeing these inconsistencies, people using the F word here and there and, and all sorts of crude and lewd statements and, and mocking people, ridiculing them, bullying them. But then you see a statement that someone says that's against their, quote, woke agenda or their woke moral code and all of a sudden they act like you've committed the worst sin in the history of the world they 
are creating a new moral code and the new moral code is evolving. It's, it's very subjective. It is not objective. It's relativism. It's a form of relativism, moral relativism. And eventually moral relativism actually attacks itself because it can't stand on anything. There's no bedrocks for it to stand on. So you have to continue to change it to justify your inconsistencies with it. It is not heading in the right direction when a society takes that turn towards moral relativism. It's a big concern, guys, and we should be praying for our country. We should be praying for those who stand up for right, and we should be praying for justice against those who have done wrong. And it's clear in this case what I've seen with Kyle Rittenhouse he does not look like he has broken one law in this particular case. But even more so, it looks like he clearly was hunted down by these riot goers. And these riot goers were not people with a clean record. One of them had been involved in domestic violence. The other had been involved in some type of, um, I think it was either rape or what have you. The third had a record of some sort. These people traveled to the state as well. He wasn't the only one who traveled to an adjacent state. He was right next to the state. Some of them traveled, I think, maybe two or three states away. They went there to riot, to break things, to weaken the civilization. He went there to protect and act as a buffer for businesses that had been abandoned because the police had been called back to be a buffer for civilians who were innocent and being innocently attacked by mob goers and rioters. He was there and he happened to become engulfed in this riot and he was going to become a victim who was being hunted. Fortunately, he was armed and he was armed and he was trained how to use that firearm and he used it very with great discretion and great restraint. And fortunately, it saved his life. And hopefully the jury will not feel like they cannot make the right decision because of threats of violence, because there are threats of violence taking place now. That is, people are threatening to riot if they do not vote to convict Kyle Rittenhouse. That's right. It's being reported by Christiana Ayao News that two jurors are holding the decision up outright citing backlash per marshal in Kenosha, Wisconsin. So U.S. Marshal apparently has reported to others from a non-unconfirmed source that two jurors are holding up the decision citing backlash and fear of rioting and maybe even threats. So hopefully, God willing, they will feel safe enough to make the right decision. Hopefully we will see justice again in our land this is a very important case for one, doing what's right, and two, serving as a precedent for what we can do during times of riotous discourse and riotous uh, stress and chaos in our country. It'll be interesting to see what goes on next in this ongoing saga. Thank you for joining us for the Patriot Nation podcast. Take care, God bless, and I look forward to speaking with you guys next time.
the decay of our political institutions filtering into our educational institutions, into our workplaces, into the workplace atmosphere, uh, where bosses, where executives, where uh, CEOs are echoing the marching orders of these perverted political leaders. So yes, more people are awake than before, and that's a good thing. Not only is it a good thing, it's a great thing. So we are aware, we are awake, we are not woke, because woke is fake. We believe in God, we believe in country, we believe in the golden rule, treating others as we want to be treated. It'll be interesting to see what goes on next in this ongoing saga. Thank you for joining us, Patriots, for the Patriot Nation podcast. Take care. God bless. We'll see you guys next time.